You're listening to the Odds Against All podcast. I'm Cullen, and I'm bringing you the latest and greatest in music and culture out here in Provo, Utah. And today, we're up against Climbing Season. Welcome, everybody, to the Odds Against All podcast. I'm so excited to be here with Climbing Season. As you may have noticed, I don't have a co-host. I'm my own co-host. I'm a solo host. And I'm here. I'm here with climbing season. As a matter of fact, this is a very special episode because well, for two reasons. Number one, I'm all on my dolo, and number two, we have climbing season, and he's actually by himself. We yes. don't we don't have the band climbing season here, do we? No, not today. Yeah, I couldn't make it. And as a matter of fact, it's actually kind of not ironic, I guess. But I thought whenever I first was looking at you on Instagram, I thought you were just like a solo act, I guess, because it's just you with like the guitar, right? Yeah, a lot of the pictures and stuff you'll see is a lot of it is just me. I mean, I would love to do more pictures uh, with the band as well, mm-hmm. um, mainly because the band has changed a lot, and I feel like the band is is becoming a lot more structured now. Yeah, uh, versus previously, but uh, climbing season has kind of been a project that I created a long time ago. Uh-huh. And been a long time working on, and so okay, and so I've had members kind of on and off. Um, over the years, mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of been my vision for okay. a long period. Yeah. So it's mostly been a you thing. Cool. That's cool. Um, the first time I met you, I was just telling you this, and we always like repeat stuff whenever we're on air because we got to tell the people. But the first time I met you was at Superfuzz. I saw you play. It was a great show, and I and like I said, I was surprised to see it was a full band. I was like, whoa, this is like a a band because I was expecting to see a dude walk up there with a guitar by himself. I was like, <laughs> oh no, they rock. And it was sweet, and I enjoyed it. And um, I should mention we have uh, Tanner. Your My f- girlfriend JC's here. Your girlfriend well. JC, yeah. okay. Okay, anyways, we just had to get all that out of the way. But yeah, I saw you at Super Fuzz, and y'all, y'all played, uh, you covered a Weezer song, Say It Ain't So. Yes. What else did I cover? Uh, song 2 by Blur. Oh, that's yeah. right, yes. Because yep. I remember thinking, dang, they, they had two solid covers down. So yeah. that was... Uh, we felt that was a, a good, just banger, you know, to finish off with. Oh, did you close with that one? Well, oh no, we we did close with that one, and then we had kind of a encore song that we had prepared just in case if we had extra time. That's right, you and did. we did that as well. And that song is, hasn't been released yet. That's so. right, you did have an encore, but I do remember that. That's sweet. That was a good show. That was a good show. Well, uh, okay, let's get into some of the questions. See what we got here. Um, so, e- climbing season. You said it's just been you. What it kind of did it like come back together? You mentioned at your show with you and the bass player of your band, or yeah. So Joel, he's uh, the bass player, and we've been friends for a really, really long time. Yeah. And so we've been doing music together for a really long time, and so we have a really good flow mm-hmm. um, together as musicians, and we write a lot of music together mm-hmm. as well. And so um, I'm glad that he's in the band. He's definitely one of the people that I want in the band. Um, for sure, like solidly, like I never want him to leave ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Cause I mean, we have a great friendship and a great chemistry. And so mm-hmm. it's perfect there. Well, that's so. cool. Yeah. And uh, did, uh, so do, do you two do most of the songwriting or is it like uh, mostly you? Um, I'm definitely open for his writing and mm-hmm. like his input and stuff, but it yeah. uh, definitely is. Um, 
my project, I think, more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, we have other projects that we're doing actually together where where he maybe he's doing a little more writing than I am and, and things like that as well. And it's a total different vibe that's going. Yeah. But, um, but he definitely has been help, a huge help, because um, we've been recording a lot of music and stuff together. Oh, really? Um, a lot of the new material is literally just Joel and I. Oh, cool. And we're recording it, and he's helping a lot with like the engineering aspects of it and mm-hmm. the full production and and a lot of the ideas that I have, the vision that I have. He's able to really help me create because of the chem- good chemistry that we have. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good, yeah. And it's good to have somebody you're used to playing with because that can like make or break a band, you know? Like, yeah. Because bands will get like a new drummer or something or like, well, it seems like drummer is a big one, but, you know, a new drummer or a bassist or something like that. And that just like totally changes the sound of a band, you know, just like one aspect of it. So it's cool that you have at least two people. I mean, everybody else seemed like they played just fine with the band, but at least two people who, you know, like flow together well, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So that's sweet. Where do y'all record at? Just uh, do it on your own or? Yeah, we, we've actually been doing this whole album just at his apartment. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And it's been good recording space that he has and yeah. good sound quality and everything. That's cool. And, yeah. So, so he... So it's just kind of something he kind of set up on his own, like kind of DIY yeah, recording stuff? Yeah, it's something that he's been saving up for for a long time. A lot of stuff. Yeah, okay. a lot of good sweet. equipment. That's sweet, yeah. man. Um, where does the name come from, Climbing Season? I was going to ask you. Yeah, um, so a lot of people like ask me, like, do you climb and stuff oh, like that? Oh, yeah, that's, and, that's a thing. <laughs> and I, forgot about I actually like am not a good climber. Like yeah. I'll, I'll climb here and there like for fun, but like it's definitely like not like my thing at all. And it's funny cause people will ask me that and stuff. And, and climbing season is more of a metaphorical name, more of, more of like a symbolic name of growing and becoming a better person. Mm-hmm. Like our lives are a climbing season that we face. And, and that's kind of like the purpose behind the name and the music is it's supposed to, um, be kind of for, to push towards like mental health and oh, spiritual cool. health. And it's supposed to like help people, um, and I mean, music has made, made my life, you know, has changed me. Mm-hmm. And so I know that with my music, I can make that difference as well. Yeah, that's cool. So it's more of, it's less of a, a band and more of just kind of like a movement almost, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. So it's like your whole life is a season of climbing. Yeah. That's sweet. Um, what it reminded me of, and this is like the stupid version of what you just said, um, <laughs> I well I I um I kept almost saying I kept, I haven't practiced myself because there's a uh, do you know who the rapper Young Thug is? Uh no. Well, well he has an album called Slime Season. Oh <laughs> no way! And I kept and I, I was like okay I, I can't say Slime Season whenever <laughs> I'm uh whenever I'm introducing our guest and, and I didn't yeah. so we're good anyways oh, but that's, uh, funny. that's a cool uh that's a cool concept idea kind of like your whole life is a journey and a climb up. I guess that's what they say is it always should be a joke. So did you come up with a name? Yes. Oh, cool. Well, I like that. And you're saying it's more of like a movement. What do you mean by that? Meaning that, well, I I wanted the the project. I didn't want people to just think that the project was just another band. You know what I mean? I wanted people to to understand that it's supposed to be more than that. It's supposed to be um, something that's supposed to speak to people Mm -hmm. and um, create a good cause. And so it's... it's music, yes, but um, I'm more than open to the aspect of it broadening outside of music as well. 
Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> well, uh, I listened to your newest single, um, Telephone. Yeah. 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 I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks, dude. Um, I wrote some thoughts down about it. It's It's got a cool, like, dance vibe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So something exciting about this record is um, I really want it to be d- as diverse as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people with the last records that I've released have kind of almost labeled it. And I'm not... I, I don't get offended by the fact that there's labeling because I mean there's genres you know there's those yeah. things that that's that happens in music of course you know but yeah. um but I want to broaden my horizons and I want to prove and show and show others that there is more to climbing season than than that you know and so I feel yeah. like a big part of that is is showing that it can uh, do more than just one particular sound exactly and but not not broad um not separate so much away from it to where it's um ruining or taking away from it yeah, yeah. but enough to where it it fits the same mood but it's it's diverse enough yeah yeah and so i like that and so uh, a lot of the other stuff is kind of more like what how would you describe it pop punk kind of or a lot of people have said that um i mean during the time that i wrote those albums i was really highly influenced by bands like Brand new and oh, yeah, Manchester man. Orchestra and uh, Modest Mouse and oh yeah, um, a lot of a lot of those uh, late '90s kind of yeah you know emo alternative kind of bands and stuff like that and um, I don't know I feel I feel like that was a period of time where I was really influenced by those people um, I I even know I don't know if you know Manchester Orchestra but yeah um, I they're I'm from Atlanta Georgia and they're from there as well and. And I've gotten to meet them personally and Whoa. stuff and How'd that, work with them. You have to tell us the story. <laughs> so on the first record that I recorded, um, ironically, the producer for Manchester Orchestra mm-hmm. um, and a lot of other bands lived like five minutes away from my house. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my good friends um, lived like right across the street from him. Yeah. And he was like, hey, you should uh, do an internship with this guy. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I think I'll try to do that. And I like called them and texted them and I said, Hey, you know, I'm willing to do this and help you out in the studio. And, and so I started working with them in the studio. And then, um, over after enough period of time, I started recording with them even. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, and then it was my senior year of high school and we had a, by summer, Wait, we had a record finished. What year, um, uh, was, I'm sorry, did you graduate just so I can kind uh, of 2015? Oh, yeah. me too. Cool. So, 2015. Okay, sweet. I'm trying to think. What did they just put out? Cope or what was that? Oh yeah. When when was Cope? I think that was. Freak. I think that was, was around it? that time. Yeah. Or something. But anyways, I was wondering. Uh, yeah. To kind of put that in time period. So you're working with a producer for Manchester Orchestra, and yeah. and the uh, the album. Whose album was it that you were working on? Oh no no we were recording uh, my my first record actually. Oh your yeah. first record. Okay okay gotcha. Yeah um yeah it's kind of funny because. Um, we didn't actually have the money for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my, my dad had cancer that year. Actually, okay. And we got some money from that mm-hmm. and we ended up using that money. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. So my dad was <laughs> really, um, charitable by doing that. And so, yeah. Wow. Um, That's awesome. and it, it, there are some songs that are really, really, um, intimate on that record because of that. I mean, I the song medicine 
is actually probably one of my favorite songs on that record. And it is about my dad actually having cancer. And, um, it's the most diverse song I think on the record. Um, and so. what is the song called again? It's called medicine. medicine. There's a lot of cool aspects in the recording process of that song, I think. Oh, cool. And so, wow, that's, that's awesome that you met. So you met like Andy Hull. Yeah. And so the, the drummer and the bassist of the band are on the record. Oh yeah. Jeez, dude. Yeah. Whoa, man. I didn't know. So. I, I didn't know I was walking into meeting a celebrity. <laughs> this is crazy. No, dude, they were I love them. I um they were my uh second concert I went to when I was in uh eighth grade. I saw them. Um, oh, they fun. just put out simple nice. math. Yeah. And I, I saw them right after that. I saw them in Houston, uh, yeah, which dude. is where I'm from. And so I was like, you know, I mean, they were my favorite band for a while. And I mean, I still love them. But uh, wow, that's so crazy that you did like an internship and uh, met those dudes. So were you like starstruck when you met them or what was it like? <laughs> it was honestly, dude, it was so weird. It was like because they were like my idols at that time, pretty much, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> yeah. And so like meeting them was like. It was pretty. It was pretty nuts. It was a dream come true. Honestly, it was amazing to just be there and work with them. And um, the bassist and the drummer, we worked really well together. And I mean, they're both amazing artists. And, yeah. And so it was. It was not a hard process recording with. That, them. That's cool that you already, I guess, felt comfortable yeah. in the studio by yeah. the time you met them. Wow. Well, who else famous have you met? <laughs> have you met Jesse Lacey too? Or? Oh man, I wish. I wish. <laughs> I I want to. Freak, what's his name? Why can't I remember his name right now? From Modest Mouse. Oh, I don't know. I see. I'm not as big as a Modest Mouse fan. I'm actually a... both of them though. Yeah, I would yeah, love yeah, to yeah. meet them. Yeah. yeah, that would be so sweet. That's, yeah, yeah. I haven't met either of them, but um, <laughs> yet, yet, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's coming. Yeah, they're on my list for sure. Well, that's cool, man. Um. Well, geez. So, uh, yeah, I didn't realize that. That was the kind of stuff you're into. So I guess if it was like pop punk, that's kind of like, uh, well, I mean, because Brand New started off very pop punky, you know, yeah. with that first record. And it got it, a lot more moody and darker as time kind of went on, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, and I th- Well, they completely evolved compared yeah. to, I think. Oh, when, I loved Daisy, though. Dude, I feel like yeah. Daisy is a very underrated album. I think. I mean, I mean, The Devil and God Raging Inside of Me is a solid record. I mean, mm. Deja Intendu, everyone loves that one yeah. for sure. And I think that was like their changing point, you know? But, yeah. But, um, and I think that might have, been, might have been why they got so much traction on that album is because there was like, that was like the moment in time where they were like, you know, really changing and really making a difference. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I really love Daisy though because it's so inventive and I love the recording like this quality of the recording, the like yeah. the recording process. And it's very like ni- more 90s sounding, yeah. which I really liked a lot more grungy kind of. And so that yeah, was really is. cool. Yeah. And, and I, it, cause they completely changed compared to like Manchester Orchestra. They kind of maintained a similar sound, you know, I mean, they're still together, right? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. but yeah, they, they've maintained a similar sound, but yeah, brand new, they completely changed. And like you said, on the second record, they like, it was kind of like pop punky enough for people to get into, but at the same time, they they were doing some like really like you know kind of dark stuff, you yeah. know. But yeah, dude, Daisy is, uh, I love that record. That's yeah. it's. Uh, how about that first song, Vices, dude? Yeah. Oh my god. It's hopping like no chill, you know. <laughs> They're yeah. ready to go. I yeah, heard, I, lo- I love that song. When I heard that, I was like, oh, it kind of scared me because it plays that little. Yeah. That, that, you know. it, honestly, um, they have like a really good haunting vibe to some of their stuff, yeah. you know. 
Like they just know how to like create the spook a little bit in their music. And so, yeah, I think their, their aesthetic is kind of like, uh, this is going to sound weird, but I've always thought of like a, like a, like an empty abandoned house kind of, yeah. do you know what I mean? They're like, they're like Halloween all year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Kind of band. You know? I, don't, I don't know really what it is. They kind of remind me of like middle of nowhere too. Where are they from? I, uh, I think they're from New York. I'm okay. trying to remember which part. I can't remember. I remember. See, the thing is, is when I'm into a band, I like know every detail about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's honestly been a little while since I've listened to the to brand new. Um, since I mean, I listened to their newest record, mm-hmm. Science Fiction, and I was super happy that they were releasing the stuff that they released more recently. But um, uh, but it's still been quite a quite a while since I've listened to them. But yeah, wow. Well, you know what I heard, and I don't. I mean, we don't really talk about religion that much on here obviously it's a music podcast but i heard that jesse lacy's wife was mormon really i didn't know that yeah that's what i heard but um huh. we have no confirmation on this but um i i read something on reddit or something somebody's like yeah i know this dude and if you look at some of the lyrics apparently this stuff kind of referring to things like that um but anyways that's something that i heard huh. which, which which would be interesting i don't know anyways but uh well, cool. So, so, uh, lead me back to your, to your childhood. What, what inspired you to like get into music? Like what was your first, like, did you grow up taking guitar lessons? Did you take piano and then quit? Like everybody, <laughs> you know, I actually did take piano and quit. <laughs> let me guess. But, let me guess. Let me guess. You quit at 12. No, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I, first off, my mom knew, I think she pretty much knew I was going to drum since I was in the womb. Because oh. when she went and saw Star Wars, I was kicking. Yeah? Yeah, I was kicking uh, during that soundtrack. And so, um, yeah, so I, I started playing drums really little, like, in my grandma's house, like, on pots and pans and stuff. And Oh, dang. Yeah, and then... The old and then Yeah. And then by the time I was 10 years old, that's when I like got my like first drum set and like yeah. started taking lessons and stuff. And so I played drums for sure the longest, but um, oh cool. Uh, not long afterwards, I started picking up the guitar as well. My dad uh, started teaching himself like by like thir- at 30. <laughs> he decided it was oh, never really? too late. So no, dude, yeah, that's, yeah, and then it's a true principle. And then I put picked it up, and within 30 minutes, I had past him <laughs> oh his skills how long yeah. had he been trying to play uh i think it had been like a couple of years or something and he was oh like oh my god he was just really rusty at it i guess i don't know but well, he's got older fingers something like that i don't know <laughs> but spry fingers yeah i don't know it, it was it was a fast process i guess for me and yeah so i was naturally. blessed by that i guess and um and so i found out well you know guitar is a really good writing instrument but I, I i had actually been writing music since i was like nine i have like funny old recordings of stuff where my dad's playing the guitar and i'm singing and oh cool yeah and um it's just like cheap cheap recording yeah. stuff you know and uh <laughs> i haven't told too many people this but oh, yes, um, this is exclusive Listen exclusive <laughs> but when i was like nine years old i had a band called crash band Okay. Yeah. I'm listening. The name was Crash Band. It wasn't named Crash. It was named Crash Band. Crash Band. Yeah. And now I think about it, I'm like, Crash Bandicoot? Yes. I do. No, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and you know what? I didn't even play that that much when I was oh, really? little. And so I'm like, now I think I play it more probably re- recently than bit then, you know, like the old, like the real stuff. Because I love like 
old stuff like that. Yeah, but, that's the sick. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. Now I think about it, I'm like, Crash Bandicoot, what? But yeah, and so, I don't know. I've been writing for a long time, and so uh, my parents have been a huge support in that. And well, that's cool. I wouldn't be here without them, so. Yeah, well, I like that. So you start off on drums. I'm actually, yeah. I start off on drums myself. Oh, cool. So that's cool. And I think, I think uh, drummers... So how long did you play drums before you started guitar? Yeah, so um, I started playing when I was 10, mm-hmm. and I'm 22 now. And so, and so you, but then you started playing drums when you were 10? Yeah, and then, and then like a year or two later, I okay. started playing guitar, yeah. Well, I think, I think drummers kind of have an advantage. I'm not saying like, I'm not speaking for myself necessarily, but just if you think about it, the principle. We do have an music. advantage. It is an advantage. No, it really is, because you already have rhythms down, you know what no, I mean? No, yeah. Yeah, you can you can do a lot of rhythmic stuff, and yeah, I've yeah, I totally feel that. And and, and I th- and that's what I think because right now I'm I'm uh, I've played bass actually, <laughs> I say, I actually started out on bass, but then I played I made drums the main thing, and I kind of didn't play bass for a while, and so I've played bass for a while, but but I'm starting to play bass in a band, and and one thing that I'm kind of realizing I'm like well at least. If I'm hitting the wrong notes, at, at the very least, I'm doing the right rhythm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's in tempo. So that, that's something that I think drummers definitely have an advantage of. So that's cool. Wait, so you, you quit piano at what age? <laughs> <laughs> Freak, I don't remember. I, I like, honestly, I took like a couple of months and realized that I wasn't like, I didn't have the time at the time I was doing it to practice. Yeah. And a couple months later, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I learned, I learned a lot from it and I still, I play piano and so okay. I just teach myself a lot of stuff and I mean, it'd be beneficial, I think to, you know, go back at it, but, um, well, that, well, that is a good, uh, foundation to the piano. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it just wasn't for you you were just like, I'm going to check at, out. Yeah. At the, at the time it just, I don't know. I'm feeling it more now. I like do a lot more on the piano now than yeah, previously. Dude. I don't Man, know. That's, that's, I love just like really jazzy stuff. I love like R&B and jazz. Yeah. And just like um, the roots of a lot of music like that. And um, and so I feel like piano is like a huge source of that. And so now I'm more into that than ever. And I'm like, okay, like how like how can I make, how many major sevenths are there to play? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, how many jazz chords can I figure out? You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I wonder, and everybody talks about they, they regret quitting piano and this and that. You know, everybody says that. I actually took piano lessons for like, probably, I mean, sounds like close to kind of what you did. Like, took for like a few months. Yeah. And then we had to evacuate. Uh, <laughs> we had to evacuate the state because a hurricane came through, and so, anyways, we uh, we left. And then when I came back, my mom was like, "Okay, do you want to start piano back up?" And I was like, "You know, I'm gonna hold off for a little bit." And I never, I never took her back up on it. But anyways, uh, but that's. I wonder if there's anybody who who took piano their whole life and regrets it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know, parents are like, "You're gonna regret it if you quit." But I wonder <laughs> if anybody like took piano and was like, "Man, I wish I wouldn't have taken piano." You yeah. know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think it's possible. Honestly, unless they just like denounce music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless something like some traumatic experience happened in their family with music then a yeah, piano fell on, yeah. the, on their brother or something yeah and yeah. they died and now they stay away from pianos yeah yeah that's why my brother's not here actually a piano fell on him and he oh, broke yeah. his leg he didn't die but oh. anyways yeah well that's you know yeah I'll, I'll pray for him for sure yeah well good he's gonna need it he's gonna need <laughs> lots of prayers um that's yeah. uh do you ever gotten into bad books 
Yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah, read that I dude? love bad books. What's that dude's name? Um, um, wow. I am just dropping everybody's names Kevin right now. something. Kevin Devine. Yes. Dev- yeah. Yes. Yeah, that dude's awesome. Yeah, he's cool. He's they, really cool. That just is almost that to me was almost just like another Manchester Orchestra album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I can, they're they're back together right now. I think they, bad books. Yeah, they. Oh. I recently saw some stuff about them working on an album, and and so I'm I'm excited about that. So, I didn't know this. Yeah. we'll I'll have to get into it because because it, it's hard for me to even tell the difference between those two guys when they sing sometimes. Yeah, you know? and maybe I just don't have a. They have a lot of similarities, a t- like a very twangy rock kind of. You know. Yeah. Like a like a folk rock kind of vibe. You know? Yeah. Man, I love that stuff. I need to go back. Yeah. Awesome. I know your bass player. He's into, uh, do you listen to Death From Above? That yeah. Band? Dun, dun, dun. He was playing that before the oh, show. Oh, yeah, before the show, yeah. Uh, what's that show? Uh, or a song, uh, it's not Little Girl. There's, oh, Freak. It's called something. Anyways, he's playing that, yeah. and I was like, dude, this guy. <laughs> the Death From Above. This yeah. guy likes good stuff. And he, Yeah, it was, it's a, honestly, that's a cool bass riff, and so. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, some some interesting stuff going on with his pedal board, the bass player. He's got, he had like a, a wah pedal oh, yeah. on his bass. I was like, I don't know if I've seen this before. This is uh, it's defying yeah, it's, uh, the the usual. I yeah, it's, it's really cool because he has played guitar and uh, piano long before the bass. And oh, so, really? Yeah, and so it's funny because a lot of people... Um, maybe it's because there's just so many more guitarists than there are bassists, you yeah. know? And... For him, he's a, he's an amazing bassist, and I think part of it is because he's an amazing guitarist as yeah. well, you yeah. know. And I feel like that benefits being able to play the bass mm-hmm. um, a lot, and um, and so now he it's kind of cool because he has um, a bass six. I don't know if you've heard of that. A bass six. Yeah, it's a, it's literally like a six string bass, mm. um, and it's not um, it's lower than a guitar but higher than the bass. And, um, oh. and so it's kind of a, like, a, like a cool blend, kind of in between, yeah. And so you can kind of do bass stuff with it, but then you can kind of also do guitar stuff with it as well. So does it have, so it's just tuned like, a, it's got EAD. Yeah, it's tuned normally. Like a, like a guitar but it, and a bass. It has thicker strings and it's lower end. It's like a lower ended guitar, basically. You just got six bass? It's called a bass six. Bass six, yeah. okay. So do you know like The Cure, mm-hmm. um, like, like some 80s, like, a lot of uh, post-punk bands and yeah. stuff like that, they use like bass sixes a lot. Um, I know for sure the Cure uses it. I don't want to say any bands that don't use it. Um, well, I but did... I know for sure that they've used it in the past. Um, and it, that has helped a lot with their sound for the Cure. And, um, and so I think part of the reason why... Because <laughs> for our shows, he plays just the regular bass. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's part of the reason why he's kind of done a lot of stuff like that now is because... Um, it's kind of changed the way we've viewed how to play the guitar and the bass, you know, um, a lot. And honestly, we've used the basics a lot, um, with stuff we've been writing and it's inspired. It's, it's such a, um, broad, it broadens the horizon so much with writing and, uh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. And so we've been using that a lot on the new record as well. There, I think I may have seen one before. As a matter of fact, have you ever listened to this town needs guns? Actually, no. They're like to a, check them out. They're kind of like a, they're emo, but it's like, you know, that early emo that's kind of similar to some of the stuff you were saying earlier, like like Sunday Real Estate or... Uh, oh, sweet. Who else? Uh, you know, Captain... Uh, can't think of their names. Captain Jazz. 
Okay. Kind of like them. Anyways, but like kind of like Math Rocky. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So anyways, they're kind of like... Like uh, American football kind of stuff like no, that? No, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Okay. It's just like that. <laughs> Not exactly, but it's, it's a lot like that. Anyways, and the, the main singer guy, he plays a, he plays a six-string bass, and I watched a video of him, and it, it looked like a guitar, but then I looked at it more, and like the strings were thicker and stuff, and I was like, oh. And it even had a neck like a guitar, because you know how like the on a guitar, all the tuning pegs are on just one side? Yeah. It, it looked like that, and so it was like really deceptive deceiving. Yeah. but uh that's that's cool i i didn't know that's what it was called i thought it was just a six string bass are those the same thing yeah six string yeah. bass or bass six yeah you can but a bass, basically you could say it either way if you wanted to but a bass six basically yeah but a bass six isn't but it's like a, a higher register than a bass or no the yes yeah it's higher it's a higher register than a bass but it, it's like it's just in between it's like an in between wow of the guitar and the bass basically that's cool yeah it, so things. yeah, it, it creates a very cool shoegaze sound and a very cool like new wave, like eighties new wave sound, like really? bands like new order and like the cure. Um, it's really good for like riffs like that. Um, the basic sounds like amazing with like the right kind of like fuzz and like yeah. the right kind of like chorus and reverb and with like flanger and, and things like that. And so it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's really cool. And that's, I think that's uh, been a huge thing with the music now is um, a lot of the newer stuff is a lot more retro, a lot more um, kind of taking things back. Um, and I, I think part of, part of the reason is just because a lot of uh, the stuff we've been listening to over time has just kind of changed. You yeah. Know? Have you, do you listen to um, My Bloody Valentine? Love them. They're yeah. awesome. There's something I heard of. My brother told me when I was in high school, he was like, yeah, dude, I was reading about My Bloody Valentine and uh, how they're so, you know, they're like the wall of noise thing. Yeah. It's just, you know, super shoegazy. And so he was like, yeah, whenever they're going into concerts, they would, you know, the person at the club would hand everybody earplugs because it was so loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was thinking, now I'm thinking at this point in my life, I'm like, I don't go to a concert unless I have earplugs. You know what I mean? I don't know if y'all do. But I'm just like that's probably just, should. <laughs> I'm just like that's just what I do now. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was revolutionary. Maybe that's why all old people are deaf. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess for the time that was kind of maybe it was a thing that they didn't let people in unless they had earplugs maybe. because because they would have just like not been able to hear or had tinnitus or something. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, that's cool. So you're into like some of the shoegazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, and a lot of that stuff is has come back. I mean, a lot of eighties and nineties stuff is back and, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of ban- bands today that are kind of eighties and nineties esque are really inspiring to me as well. So not, not ju- necessarily just bands from the eighties and nineties, but bands that are inspired from the eighties and nineties and create a sound today that like M83. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people kind of are going back and I think it kind of started a little bit. Do you listen to vaporwave? Yeah. So like, I think, that that kind of like goes back to a time of like in, in you know those kind of the synth sounds that they yeah. have, sort of that retro sounding synth and like a lot of the analog sound and stuff, like that makes us kind of look back and be like like feel nostalgic. But what's kind of interesting about it is I don't even think because music did sound like that, but the way like vaporwave does it and like you know bands like M eighty three and stuff, it's like music didn't really used to sound like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, at least as much as they're doing it. Yeah. And, but but to me, like I, I hear, you know, whatever, like, you know, 
Claudia Lewis or whatever on on M83's album. I'm like, dude, this is like the '80s, but yeah. really, it's like, I mean, it really wasn't. It really wasn't what the '80s sounded like. But yeah, I, I, just, I don't know. It's cool. It's uh, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like, hey, remember this? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like a throwback. It's like, it's like a new newer perspective on the '80s, a newer perspective on the '90s and stuff. And and in some ways, it's it's. I like it more, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. It's like it uh, only took the things that were good. <laughs> they like yeah, yeah, looked yeah. back and they're like, okay, where did we mess up? Let's throw these things away. Let's let's keep the things that actually like we liked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The yeah. things that were actually good, you know, about it. And like, let's just stick with these things. Keep you know? a couple of the good parts and filter out the bad yeah. parts. I think what M83 did, however, they did that with uh, their Hurry Up, We're Dreaming album. They filtered all the good stuff in. And then that's how they got that album junk is all the bad stuff went in that album, I think, <laughs> personally. But, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, man, I was, I was so excited when they released that new album and then I listened to it and it's super 80s. I mean, the, yeah. I love the album cover and it sounds super 80s, but it's just nowhere near Hurry Up, We're Dreaming, you know? I just, I just think so. they overdid it almost. I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do. Maybe, I mean, hey, it's called junk, so what do you expect? But I mean, <laughs> I yeah, mean that, maybe it did on purpose. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're doing now. I wish they would come up with something new in MIDI 3. I know that dude does a lot of... Uh, like, he does a lot of soundtracks. Yeah, he does a lot of yeah. soundtracks and stuff. So, I, I mean, I'm sure that stuff's cool, but I need some I need some MIDI 3 in my life. Yeah. It's, uh, that's some good stuff. That's cool. How did you get into, like, like uh, cool stuff? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, was it like uh, you had older siblings who showed you cool stuff? Oh, it, it just made it I sound mean? like so when did you start getting into cool stuff like when did you like change like your previous taste no, that no, wasn't no, no, cool that's not what I mean no yeah my dad for sure he he grew up um listening to like alternative music and yeah. he found a lot of bands and and it was kind of you know a, a lot of the quality time that we spent together was through music and stuff oh, cool. and so he would show me a lot of bands and and I would listen to them and a lot of them I loved you know and so um, some of them were more new. Some of them were, um, as I was growing up, he would show me like bands in the early two thousands and then, uh, nineties bands and then bands in the eighties. And so yeah. it kind of like broadened my horizons and stuff like that. And so, um, let's say I bonded. Yeah. We bonded through a lot of that. Yeah, my dad, he, he showed me some cool stuff, but like, I mean, he would show me like Manchester orchestra and stuff. Did he show you that stuff? No, it's funny. We, there's like these festivals that happen like two or three festivals like a year yeah. in Atlanta and um which one was that? I think no was it Music Midtown or Shaky Knees I can't remember but I would always go to those two for sure it was Music Midtown and Shaky Knees Music Festival and one of those one year like forever ago I think it was like either it was like the year of Simple Math or like the year before it yeah. um but I heard them at the festival and for the first time. Mm -hmm. And they were like super heavy at the festival. Like, like it was just like jamming. Yeah. And I'll be honest at first I was kind of like thrown off. I was kind of like, like who are these guys? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, these guys are like way heavy. And the, the guy on the keyboards, um, was kind of like doing a lot of weird stuff. And yeah. it was, it just kind of seemed like noise at the time. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like filler. But, um, so I don't know. I, I think I wasn't quite prepared, <laughs> you know, I wasn't no, quite yeah, ready yeah. for it, but then I went back home and, um, I started like listening to the newest record, simple math mm -hmm. and like fell in love with it. I loved it so much. I like would listen to that album back to front and then I started getting more into their older stuff 
And then yeah. I was like, okay, like they're really good. And, and so, and then I started going to like, um, uh, the stuffing, it's a festival that they throw like in the fall and, mm-hmm. and they headline it like every year. And I started going to that, like did it through like two or three times. And yeah. there were awesome, uh, lots of other great bands that would open up for them as well. And, yeah. um, and so I started falling in love with their stuff and I love their first record. Yeah. I'm like a virgin losing a child. Like mm-hmm. that's such a like powerful album, you know, it's so deep and like, what's the one, um, there's like an album that, or not the, the, one of the songs it's got like, so, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's like something 1970 mm-hmm. something. It's like a year or something. Yeah. It's like, I can't remember. It's something 1970 something, but I'm doing great at remembering the names of things right now. No, but, um, but that song, man, it's like just keys and you just hear like a slow, steady beat. And yeah, it's just, um, that song makes me want to cry. You know, it's just so yeah, beautiful. Dude. Yeah. So yeah, they're, there's they're, just, yeah. They're so their heavy. stuff is good. And their newest album is like way more chill now too. It's just kind of cool. It's like a blend of the, yeah. In between things, kind of but more acoustic stuff, I guess. Yeah. Softer stuff. It seems like a lot of bands been doing that. Like Radiohead did that with their newest album, which is fine. Way but, chill, way chill. Yeah. Yeah, but I would just, I'm just like, man, come on. You only got a few years left, probably. Put yeah. Some, you know, a little bit of something in it. Anyways, yeah. but uh, that's just not my my favorite kind of music. That soft stuff. But um, what what I love about Manchester Orchestra is there's no like you go back and you know some bands like it takes them a while to kind of get on their feet and find their sound. Like Manchester Orchestra, right out the gate, they're like, you know, just good. And, and what, what I remember is I, I forget that, well, cause I was listening to them when I was like 13, you know? And so I was like, I think all oh, these are grown men singing these songs. But when they wrote that first album, they were like, you know, 18, 19, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just yeah. crazy to think that they just, Yeah. You see them now and they're like, but then you're like, oh wait, you know? Yeah. And so it's just, it's just crazy to think that they were writing stuff like that. Dude, that's honestly, that's kind of how I feel about albums is it's kind of like, it's kind of like photography. It just kind of captures like a moment in time, you yeah. know? And it's like a, an album is like an album of pictures, you know? Yeah. And each song kind of describes different parts of the album and, and different parts of your life. And I feel like that's kind of how my albums have been and stuff too. And I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because I almost, it's funny to say this, but I almost am a little, I'm almost a little embarrassed by the first album a yeah. little bit. I mean, there are, there are parts of it that I still love a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes hearing my even my voice and just like different things like that, I'm just kind of like, man, I sounded way too pop punk. You know what I mean, yeah. or something. I don't know. And uh, I don't know. I re- I was really into um, the front bottoms as well at that time, and that probably didn't help. So yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think a lot of people feel like that about their first albums. You listen to bands, and they they sound so much different from their first album. And, and they've gone far. People still love their first stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think I think a lot of times the artist can recognize things that were bad, that that the listeners really can't as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how long have you been playing with the guys that you play with? So, honestly, it's only been like four, three or four months, maybe. Okay, so a short amount maybe, of time. Cool. Not, maybe not even that long. Yeah. And so, yeah, we've been doing stuff together and. Um, uh, we, yeah, I've been, it's, it's been nuts cause the, the lineup has changed like a million times. And so we're, uh, we're hoping that things will be able to stay more consistent with, with this group and, yeah. and we, we have a good flow. And so I'm, I'm excited about it. 
That's sweet. So what? So where have y'all? So y'all played at Superfuzz. That's where yeah. I saw y'all. Where are some other places y'all have been playing at? Yeah. So we we really like the Rise. That's a really cool venue. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, Third Space Studios. We really like the. We I've really like that there. one. Is that just over here? Yeah. So there's a festival that happens, um, and it's called Indie Fest. Yes. And so that is like a huge thing that's going on there right now. That happens like every couple of months. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So shout out to Dave Long. Yeah. Shout out to Dave Long. That's good. <laughs> have you played at Valor yet? Actually, no. No. That's a that's a goal though for sure. We want to hit every venue there is in Provo Norm. That's yeah. the goal. That's cool that you really like Rise, though. I like that place. Yeah, um, it's a really we really like the people there, and um, the atmosphere of it is really good. And Yeah. Um, you know, you don't come back with less money, so that's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's Sometimes good. when you do shows out in Salt Lake, you find that uh, the money spent on the gas is a little... <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> you know. So what is climbing season's goal? Like, what do y'all want to, hopefully, what are some of y'all's goals? So Valor, that's a, you know, kind of a smaller goal. Like, what are some, some other goals you'll have, or what's just a goal in general that you're kind of going towards? At least, definitely, Joel and I, for sure, uh, we want to start our own production company eventually, mm. and we want to keep producing our own albums, but we want to be able to um, produce other people's albums as well and do oh, wow. soundtracks and stuff like that. So sort of like how M83, how he does soundtracks and things like that as well but we're hoping that we could eventually do that at one at some point as well dude that'd be awesome it's kind of like a label sort of thing almost yeah what's the music scene in uh in georgia like oh it's uh it's pretty cool i mean like especially like downtown like if you go out to the city and stuff for sure there's like lots of great music and great yeah. venues and stuff and i mean it's it's i'd say it's pretty close to as hip as out here yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, uh, I mean, there's a lot of movies and music and culture yeah, yeah. and media and cool stuff. And so, um, yeah, a lot of a lot. I feel like there's a lot of uh, Manchester Orchestra style bands. Oh, really? Like a, it's kind of like a, um, a southeast sound, you know, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, like Microwave. I don't know if you know the band Microwave, but mm -mm. yeah, they're another band from out there and they're like kind of like a grungy indie rock sound yeah. and so you know who's kind of a, a lot like those bands that i was thinking of uh granddaddy you listen to granddaddy mm -mm. dude you gotta get into granddaddy that's like <laughs> that is like uh well they were before grand poppy <laughs> <laughs> they were before manchester orchestra and i think that's where they get a lot of their influence but uh it's yeah dude you, you'd really like it i think so would you <laughs> but it's it's i found one of their cds at a goodwill and i looked at it and i was like i've heard of these guys and i bought it and i was like it was it's uh oh what does it remind me of it kind of reminds me of of like uh that uh cope record okay by by manchester orchestra just with how it is um but anyways that's good stuff are you an outcast fan yeah i okay, love outcast okay. yeah yeah they're at aliens are there a lot of outcast ripoff guys out there or no there's just a lot of rappers in general. Oh, really? Yeah. I bet. I bet, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's sweet. What, what, why don't you have an accent? <laughs> dude, do you know how many times I've had this conversation? Uh, well, you can tell people all at one dude, time now. So, out, Dude, out here, ever since I came out here, I've had that conversation like a million and one times. Mm, okay, let's make it a million. Like not too. even a million, like a million and one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, so, so there's this thing where in Georgia 
where there's just like this invisible line that just kind of like cuts through the middle of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're like north of the city, you don't have an accent. And if you're south of the city, you do. And the further south you work, the heavier of an accent you get. Yeah. And the further north you go, the less and less of an accent until you start working into like the mountains and like North Georgia and South Carolina area. Then you start hearing accents again, but it's like a more, it's like, it's a, it's slightly still a little different though, because then it's like mountain accent. (laughs) So, so you don't have one, huh? Yeah. Your parents? We're just, I'm I'm from like the suburbs and more around the city anyway. So, But my, but both my parents like grew up more like that, and they started out with accents, and now we, now they don't. So I don't oh, know. really? Yeah, <laughs> I <Dang>. guess. They, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It's weird, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Time. What are y'all's next shows? So for climbing season. Here, I have to, I have to write them down because I forget. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but yeah, I'll pull them up. Thank you. She remembers better Whoa. than me. April twelfth and April twentieth. Yeah, so. We have one coming up soon, like basically this week. Just mm-hmm. kidding. Not this week. This upcoming week on Friday. And that one is going to be at Third Space Studios. Oh. So if you come, you'll be able to check out that place. I don't know if you know Winter Sirens. but Heard they're of uh, Heard of them. Okay. So we're playing with them. And then uh, my friend's band Acid Cult. They're, oh, yeah. They're more of like a vaporwave sound. Yeah, they kind of um, got that. Uh, 80s. They, they really sound stuff. like that. Uh, New wave, yeah, sound, yeah, yeah. They're cool. They're coming on the podcast soon. Oh, sweet! Those are cool. How do you know? Did you meet them through playing shows or? No, it's it's funny. Um, so Joel, he plays, um, he helped produce those records, and so he's my bassist in my band, and then uh, Nick, uh, all three of us grew up together in Georgia. Whoa! So we go way back. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So we grew up, and then now we're out here making music and doing our projects and stuff. And so, that's sweet. Wow. So Acid Cult is gonna play. Yeah, and so we're playing with them, and then uh, Master Mahan is also playing, okay. which is Joel's solo project. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Well, that'll be a good show. Yeah. So he'll Joel will literally be in three of the bands that mm. are performing. <laughs> so there's the, so and then there's what's the other show that you're saying? Oh, April twentieth at the Rise. 420 yep. at the Rise. So, yeah. Who's playing there? We're still trying to figure out bands for that. Okay. We've been talking to a bunch of bands, and some of them have been on and off, so that we'll, uh, we'll keep everybody updated on that. Cool. So well, I'm looking forward to it. Any, uh, anything you want the people to know? Any, uh, any last, not last words. That's uh, kind yeah, of I'm sad. Yeah, uh, I'm not dying anytime <laughs> soon. It's the last thing, climbing season, we'll ever do this podcast. Um, any, any like, like music coming out? Yeah, kinda? so... I'm trying to decide how many singles I want to release. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we're working on an album, and I know the album is going to have 14 songs on it. Okay. Um, and, but I just like I don't know what's like the solid number. Like I would I would think like four would be like a solid number. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time I'll like play some songs you know, live and I won't even have it planned on being released until the album. And they're like, dude, when is this song coming out? And I'm like, Oh freak. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, dang it. Does this one need to be released? You know? Yeah. And so 
I don't know. Maybe I just need to fill out a couple more of the songs and try to play those live and see how people react and yeah, see which ones are really the good singles. But prob- probably like, you know, we're probably in like the next month we'll have another song because we're we've been producing this album at a good good rate. Not that it's being rushed, but um, Joel and I just work really well together, and cool. so it's um, it is not a long process. Yeah, it is smooth, and so. Um, we should have a song. We're, there's another song that is like nearly done already. That um, is, that's also going to be on the upcoming record, and mm-hmm. and so that's that's the reason why we've been releasing singles recently. Is it's preparation for the record. Um, Sweet. We're hoping sometime in the summer, maybe um, maybe at the end of the summer. Okay. Um, having the record out. Something and so, to cheer people up for summer yeah. being over. Yeah. 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 Sweet. So they're not sad that summer's over. They're like, man, yeah. summer's over, but we get but a we got a good record. We got a yeah. good record. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That, yeah. See, that's a good plan, right so, there. So, yeah, man. So that's that's something for sure. Um, it's gonna be diverse record. I mean, if you're into a lot of like '80s and '90s stuff, it's a lot of the inspiration. Some of it's a little '70s sounding with mm. like a little psychedelic vibe going. Mm. A lot of a lot of ambient feel. Mm. A lot of like um. <laughs> There's there's this uh, I feel like there's this flow this like this method yeah. that I've kind of formed for the album where it's like banger bop cry you know <laughs> you like wait, wait, wait. <sighs> give me one I'm sorry explain to me what a bop is because I, I thought that was synonymous yeah. with banger <laughs> so obviously a banger you know it makes you want to like bang your head you're jamming it's, okay, it's okay. like you know but then a bop is more of is way like like, you know, you get the flow, you know, it's, it's tight, you know, you want to dance to it more, Okay. you know? And, uh, and then obviously we, we all know what cry does. So, you know, yes. Yeah. That's and so, self-descriptive. yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of what it is. It's like, uh, you know, you jam and then you dance and then you cry and it's a, it's a good diverse feeling, I think. And, <laughs> and it, uh, probably is going to drive people crazy by the end of the record. You know, they'll listen to it from the beginning and, It'll be an emotional experience for them. So you say banger bop ballad. Yeah. Wow. That's so that's kind of the flow. Beats. Some something that I haven't told anybody yet. Right. I, I just feel like telling everybody's stuff on this for some reason. But do it. Um, but there are going to be some instrumentals as well on the record, which I'm excited about. Not that there isn't going to be lyrics, but um, they're like shorter songs, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of like like there's going to be an intro song on the album and then there's going to be like an interlude song on the album as well and they kind of like tie they kind of glue things together not that it's a filler it's not a filler at all mm. it's um it's definitely an Prologue. yeah it's yeah it's the the songs have few lyrics in them mm-hmm. um but they're powerful you know they yeah. they're they're few lyrics but they say a lot and so um i'm excited this this album is going to I think is really needed right now. And so it definitely taught, I mean, as you can see from the past couple of songs, it's talked a lot about like, you know, the internet and, you know, yeah, things the, like that. It, and was that one song? The internet is my best friend or <laughs> everyone says that everyone says, um, I like your, the internet is the best. Friend. <laughs> is that what it's called or no? No, it's, it's your best friend is the internet, but it, it's oh. cool. No, it's totally cool. I just mixed it up. I'm no, dick, you're good. I'm dyslexic, but, uh, <laughs> dyslexic. <laughs> You don't. You won't believe how many times we've had that conversation. Actually, it would, oh, really? it would blow your mind. Yeah. Oh wait, but, you, um, mean, you mean uh, the getting the name wrong? 
Oh no, the disc, the dyslexic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't even say it, but, um, but, uh, but yeah. So yeah, there's the, your best friend is the internet and then telephone. And I felt like those were like good songs to have back to back from mm-hmm. each other. Um, especially if you listen to the end of tell of your, not telephone of your best friend is the internet. You'll hear, um, you'll hear a sample and it even says something about a telephone in it. And then then you hear the next song is telephone. And oh, so, cool. yeah. And so that's something I really want in this record is I want it to flow well. And, and, um, and those songs will be back to back on the record. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, I really, I want it to flow. I want it to feel good. I want it to, I think that's something that's been cool is Joel and I've purposefully been recording this album in order. Like we've literally like, all right, pre we planned, pre-planned, that okay this is the order of the songs this is what's going to be good um and we record the song we work on it and then we feel have the end and go okay like what's next what what song needs to be next um not necessarily that we know the order exactly but like we have an idea of it yeah and then we just kind of feel it out like okay what's what's going to come after this what what how does the song need to end here and how does it need to start here and so it's kind of like open you know mm-hmm. what I mean? For an inventive process of recording it. And um, I think when you do that, you don't, you keep yourself from being limited mm-hmm. and you kind of expand um, in so many more ideas that you could create in the recording process. And yeah. so um, there's a lot of samples that are going to be on this record. Um, a song that we're working on right now that's going to be released ha- even has a sample of Nixon in it. <laughs> oh, really? So yeah, it's like, we have all sorts of stuff, you know. Mm. And if you listen to the beginning of Telephone, you'll hear a guy say, uh, "Hey, Steve is calling," at the at the beginning. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. So if you like re- listen closely, it's it, it's like a telephone vocal, but then we have like a megaphone sound, and his voice is all echoey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a little bit of a crowd, you know, at the beginning and end. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear, and so it's supposed to kind of create like a live feel, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah, but That's um, well, I think it's an interesting process, kind of. Uh thinking of what the next song is following one of them because you kind of have a place that you're already starting at, uh, out at you know, yeah. when you're writing. That's interesting. So do you think whenever you all get to the end of it when it's all said and done to release the album, do you think like there will be any songs left out that you've written or do you think once you get I don't to know. 12 songs, I, you're just done? I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, the thing is, is I have more than 14 songs that I've written. I've written a lot. Um, in like the past year or two. And it's just been, I've been really inspired for some reason and probably like 30, 40 songs, maybe a little more than Mm -hmm. that. Um, but yeah, I just, in my opinion, I feel like the songs that belong as a climbing season song is if it's, if it has like a message behind it, if it, if it means something to me, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, and then obviously, you know, what sticks, you know, what's, if it's, I mean, obviously if it's going to be catchy, you know, but not like too catchy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, if it's, if it's, if I, if I really like it or not. And, um, sometimes it takes time to figure that out and the process of the writing of the songs and stuff. And so some songs kind of come back and some kind of go out. And so we're just kind of like going one song at a time right now, which I like it like that because then each song is, gets the same amount of work and, each song gets to be just as powerful and just as good. Yeah. I listened to half of your other album. 
Okay. So I haven't gotten all the way through it, but yeah. Wait, wait, which one? The the um, what is it called? Um, so there's the first album is cli- is self titled Climbing Season, and then the second one is the Good Pioneer. That's the one. Okay. I listen to half like the, the Good pink, Pioneer. Yeah. The floral yeah. cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like it. You you kind y'all kind of have like a like a uh, consistent um, quality to y'all's pictures, huh? Kinda yeah. Like the same color color scheme going on thing. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, there's it's funny. Um, Oh, you're wearing a climbing season T-shirt. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. I decided to wear my one of my shirts today. That's cool. So there's merch that you can get at our shows. Wow. Okay. If you're well, cool. interested. Yeah. And anyways, the color scheme is like that. What's on your shirt, basically? Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, like a pastel, like pink and blue, and I, I kind of like threw in a pastel yellow as well. Is is kind of mm-hmm. like kind of our colors right now, and so yeah. Um, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. It's um. I really believe in like eras and like making sure each album kind of makes a statement of being like, okay, this is this era, Mm -hmm. but yet you're, but yet you have like similarities in them, you know, like it shows like, Hey, this is this band, but like, Hey, it's you've, you've changed here. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, Oh, you got a new haircut or, (laughs) you know, Oh, Oh, I like your new shoes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's something different, but it's, but it, yeah, it still like speaks the same, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's just like a new addition, a new, um, way of saying things, I guess. But that's cool. So right now is the floral, purpley, pinky <laughs> era. I like it. No, I like it. I mean, your stuff's, I mean, I like looking at y'all's, uh, pictures on Instagram cause they have that same kind of quality. Yeah. It's good on the eyes. So anyways, well, cool. Yeah. Well, anything else you want the people to know? Um, just so they can get merch at our shows. Um, there's the, your best friend is the internet shirt. Um, the shirts for telephone should be coming out soon. Oh, see, so you have shirts for singles. Yeah. That's what we're going to do is shirts for the singles. And now then, that's cool. That's cool. I've, I've, I've never heard of that. Is that a thing? I don't know, but we're it doing thing, it. Dude, that's <laughs> sick. I, it is now. <laughs> we just no. made it a thing. <laughs> that's sick. Well, yeah. cool. Well, yeah, come get a, your best friend is the telephone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> your best friend is the computer. Is that yeah. right? Yes. Your best friend is a computer and a telephone t-shirt. Oh, no. Your best friend is the internet. My internet. Bad. I'm sorry. I misheard you. <laughs> but yeah, there's that. And then uh, there's we just got stickers as well recently. Okay. And uh, if anyone shares um, the single on any social media or if they follow us on Instagram then they get a free sticker. That's the deal. Whoa. And so salesman. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the thing base. too. So, well, I like and they're, it. uh, custom, very custom stickers. They're pictures that you, you won't get anywhere else. And so, well, awesome. Well, I'm liking this. You, 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 you have, you're a man with a plan. I can tell. Yeah. This is sweet. This is, I, right now, um, this, this band, this stuff is, means more to me than anything, you know, awesome. and making sure that I'm doing it right. Yeah. yeah. I, it's planned. It's thought out. Um, is so important to me. So I'm excited. Well, that's awesome. I can tell, uh, tell y'all the real deal. I remember I saw y'all at the super fuzz. I was like, man, this is, this is good stuff. I'm liking this. Not just because of Weezer or Blur too. I was like, man, these original songs are good. So that was good stuff. And so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the album coming out. What's the title of the new album going to be? Do we it's know? It's called Songs for Life Without Sound. Ooh. Yeah. And so in the advertising for it, you'll see S, F, A, 
LWS. Mm, okay. And the acronyms for it. And so a lot of people will be like, so what's Svalls? <laughs> They'll come <laughs> up to me like, what's Svalls? Yeah, yeah. Or like, hey, um, I'm excited for your new album, Svalls, to come out, you yeah, know, yeah. or whatever. But that's what it's for. That's what it stands for. And so it's just a stylistic thing mm. um, that I've been doing. So just doing the a- acronyms for things for just in advertising. So. Well, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And you said it's called Sounds. Songs for a Life Without Sound. Songs for a Life. It's a little lengthy of a name, but you know. No, it's awesome. I, I think that's a smart title. Gets you thinking. It's already got me thinking. You shouldn't have said it. No, <laughs> no but that's awesome. Uh, well, cool. Anything else you want to tell the people? Any other announcements? Uh, I think that is it. Yeah. Well, so you just got the most exclusive interview, everybody, from climbing season. That was... Uh, you told the people things that they you you didn't even plan on saying. So this is this yeah. is fun. It's fun. I'm glad we could have you on. And uh, thanks so much for listening to the Odds Against All podcast. Do you have anything to say, my friend no, over here? Good. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys <covered> it. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Odds Against All podcast. I'm Cullen. And I'm Tanner. Jay got JC over there. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good morning. <laughs>